Hey y'all, I'm Sammy, your host of the You Were Made For More podcast. John 10.10 is a promise that Jesus came down to earth so that we would have life and have it abundantly. My prayer is that this podcast and all of the content that we put out would remind every student that they were made for more simply because of who they were created to be. My own walk with the Lord and my relationships with the teenagers that I disciple have shown me that once we understand whose we are, the game changes. Or in other words, transformation happens. Our identity changes everything. We recognize that it takes investment and partnership between the church and parents to raise teens who know and believe who they are in Jesus. And we're here to help. So buckle up as we take this journey and take a look at what God has to say about friendships, relationships, sexuality, dating, and all the things in between. Hey guys, welcome to the You Were Made For More podcast. This is Sammy Gallo, your host, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear the conversation today. I asked my friend, Lindsay Reichart, who is the um, youth director, the interim youth director, but she's been the assistant there for a few years now. I did the Pittsburgh Fellows Program with her, and we were roommates. Um, She really loves the Lord and has a heart for missions, and actually turned a journal. She'll tell you all about it, but she went to India on a mission trip, and she wrote in a journal when she was there about her experience and ended up writing a book from those journal entries and it is so so good I've read it myself it's available on Amazon and I just kind of asked her to come on here and share about her book with us um share about missions and why God cares about them and as students why we should care about them so I hope you enjoy this uh, message from Lindsay and thank you so much for being here for listening we love you guys Hi guys, my name is Lindsay Reichert. I am 26 years old and I am a youth pastor in Swigley, Pennsylvania. And a fun fact about me is that I love my soda stream. It is a kitchen appliance that turns regular water into sparkling water and I just have an obsession with it. But I'm really excited because I get to share with you guys about my experience of traveling to India and doing a mission trip for eight weeks during college, and also about turning that experience into a book. And I recently published the book. It's called Vanakam, India Through the Eyes of My Beloved's Heart. And so I have a couple lessons from my time in India and my experience of writing the book that I want to share with you. And what it taught me about myself, and more importantly, what it taught me about God that I want to share with you today. But before I get into that, I have to share something really important with you. And this is something that I learned after eight weeks in India, and it's called the head bobble. And it's a gesture that they use in India. When they don't want to say yes, and they don't want to say no, and they don't really want to say I don't know, and it kind of means all three. And they bobble their head back and they back and forth, and they say, okay, okay, okay. And so I give that to you as a tip 
So if your uh, parent asks you to do a chore today or your boss asks you to do a task for them, you can bubble your head and say, okay, okay, okay. That's my tip from India. But my first lesson for you is about why I went to India. Why of all places did I choose to go there? And so I think it's a good thing to share with you that I did not want to go to India. That was probably the last place on my list. It wasn't even on my bucket list of places I wanted to travel. But I ended up there anyway. So in college, I signed up for this mission program called Redbox Missions. And basically, they allow you to choose a place anywhere in the world that you want to go and serve as a missionary for the summer. And so my expectation for the summer is that I was going to go to Europe I was going to work at a mission organization in their corporate office, doing some marketing and social media, and then I was going to travel around Europe on the weekends. And that did not end up happening. So I was applying to all these organizations and all these doors were getting shut in my face. I just felt like I was getting no after no. And time was going by and I needed to really make a decision about where I was gonna go for the summer. And so someone recommended that I go and talk to one of the professors at Grove City because he had started a mission organization in India. So I went to talk to him and I'm sitting in his office and I'm telling him about how I'm really passionate about photo and video journalism. I love writing and blogging and um, this is really what I want to do for the summer. And he looked at me and he got really excited because he said, that's exactly what we need right now in India. We need someone to tell the stories of what is happening with the missionaries in India. And so he said he would be very excited to have me join them for the summer. And so I left his office and my stomach was really doing flips and not in a good way because I was so nervous. This is not what I wanted. And so I went out to the bleachers of the baseball field at Grove City. I can really remember it. And I sat on the bleachers and I cried. And I was so upset with God and I was praying to him because this is not what I wanted for the summer. This is not what I pictured. This is not what I envisioned. And I was really afraid that he was calling me to go to India because I did not want to go there. And that felt really scary and really unknown. And so as I'm praying, God gave me this image that I want to share with you. So in this image, I'm in the woods and I'm walking along this path. And I get to this point in the path where there's this big mud pit. And I have to walk through in order to keep going. And I'm wearing this beautiful white gown that I don't want to get dirty. And so I start walking through the mud pit and I'm pulling up the dress so that it won't get dirty. And there comes a point where I can't walk any further. I can't pull the dress up any higher. And at that point, Jesus actually walks into the pit with me and he picks me up and he carries me the rest of the way across. And what I felt like God was telling me in that moment was that this mud pit is what I felt like India was. 
it was scary and it was unknown and it was not what I wanted to be doing for the summer. And yet God was calling me to walk through it. And what he was telling me in that moment is that I did not have to do this alone, that he was actually going to be with me and that he was actually going to be the one who is going to carry me through India that he was calling me to it and he was going to be the one to carry me through it. And so I'm finishing wrestling with God on this and I walk over to the library on campus and we were supposed to, I was supposed to pick up a book about a missionary because we were supposed to do a research project about a missionary. And I walk in and the librarian tells me that the book that I had requested is not available, but she had another book for me. She said, we have this great book. It's about a missionary and her name is Amy Carmichael. And she went to India. And I just started laughing at her at that moment. And I said, I think God is confirming that I really need to go to India. And so I share this with you as a lesson Because in our lives, God is always going to be calling us to things that seem hard or they seem like something that we don't want. Or maybe a summer or our life or even our job is not coming out to what we expect, what we had hoped for and what we had dreamed for. Our life is taking this different turn and maybe God is calling us to something that looks different. And it can feel like that mud pit that we really don't want to go into. It feels hard or nervous um, or fears are coming up about what God is calling us to. And I want you to know that any time in this life when God is calling us to these things, he's not going to have us walk through them alone. That he's actually going to be walking with us and he's actually going to be the one who carries us through. So that's my first lesson is that God calls you to, he's not having you walk alone. He is going to carry you through. So my next lesson is from one of the pastors that we met in India. So my job in India was to share the stories. So that's what I want to do right now is share one of the stories from India. So pastor Sanjay, um, was a man that we met and we stayed with him when we were in Patna and we helped him with a lot of his vacation Bible schools and kids camps and we helped him at his church as well. And so one day we were getting ready for a vacation Bible school and we all packed up into a car. So there were about seven of us in this little car together and we start our drive that's going to be about an hour away to get to this camp. And we're about halfway there and we come to this complete halt and we look out the window and we see just miles of cars backed up and it is pouring down rain and we figure that some some car along the way probably got stuck in the mud. And so I thought at this point that we were going to turn around and we were going to go back home. But in India, it's not really a bad thing if you're late for an event So we were going to wait it out and sit in traffic until we could keep going. So as we were waiting, a lot of us ended up falling asleep in the car. So I am waking up from a nap and I look over my shoulder and Pastor Sanjay is sitting in the back seat 
and he's in the middle with my two American teammates on either side. And so they're still sleeping and they look pretty goofy because they're pressed up against the glass and their faces are kind of smushed and they're drooling. And I see Pastor Sanjay pull out his phone and he starts taking a selfie with each of these guys. And I look at him and I was like, Pastor Sanjay, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm taking a selfie with the sleepers. And I just started laughing because I knew that he was going to be using these pictures as blackmail with these guys. And I knew that I was going to like Pastor Sanjay. So we got to know Pastor Sanjay a little bit better. And one day we were sitting in his office and he told us that he was going to tell us his testimony. So he told us that he grew up in an area that was um, no Christians had ever been there. And he grew up in a family where his father was a Hindu extremist. And so they radically uh, tried to exterminate any other religions other than Hinduism. And so when he came of age, he also became a member of the RSS, of this Hindu extremist group. And so he had never heard of Christians until one day three missionaries came to his town. And he went to one of their meetings because he was trying to undermine them and trying to figure out what they were about. And it was at this meeting that he heard about this unseen God who was out without form and without shape. And this made him really confused and kind of frustrated because he didn't like this. He liked Hinduism because the idols were um, something he could see. And so he went back and he started reading his Hindu scriptures and he actually came across this, um, this line in his Hindu scriptures that said there was a God that was without shape and without form. And so he, he really was confused and couldn't understand which one was true then. If, there are, if there's a God that's without shape, who is it? Is it this Christian God or is it this Hindu God? And so he went out on this journey to figure out which one it was. And so what he did is he took his Hindu scriptures and he took the gospels and he went up this mountain every day at 4 a.m. and he prayed and he read. And he asked God and he said, whoever you are, reveal yourself to me because I want to know you. I want to know the true God, whoever you are. And so after doing this, For about two years, he was reading John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 15. And he heard God say to him, Sanjay, you're looking for me. Here I am. And it was at that moment that a Hindu extremist became a Christian. And he left behind everything that he had known before and his family to become a pastor. And he ended up planting churches all around his area. And Pastor Sanjay's testimony reminds me of Jeremiah 29 verse 13, where God says, Seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And that's exactly what Pastor Sanjay was doing, is he was really open to God. He was seeking him with his whole heart, and he was open to however God wanted to reveal himself. 
And I've been thinking about this recently for myself as well. And what I want to share with you is that God will reveal himself when we seek him with our whole heart. And sometimes we need to take some time to reflect and think about, are we seeking him with everything? And are, am I willing to see what God is revealing to me in this moment? Am I open to how he's going to reveal himself? So that's my second lesson for you is to seek God with your whole heart and to be open to how he wants to reveal himself to you. So my third lesson is actually about the experience of writing my book. So when I was in India, I kept a really detailed journal of the events and the experiences that were happening. And I always thought that I would turn this journal into a book at some point, or I would use the notes from my journal as future blogs. And I'd kind of make some edits and change it and really create some stories from this. And so I got home after my trip and life started picking up. And my journal went on the shelf and I really didn't touch my blog anymore. And so years go by and we get to the year 2020 where COVID hits and we are in lockdown. And so for me, I'm a single woman and I live on my own. So I was pretty much in quarantine by myself for COVID for those kind of two months where we were really in shutdown. And it was during that time that I started reading the diary of Anne Frank. So I promise this relates. So I was reading the diary of Anne Frank and I really felt like I could relate to her. She was alone. She was quarantined in her house. And even though it wasn't COVID that was outside her door, it was the Nazis. But she gave me this great perspective and she even made me thankful for the things that I had because I had health and I had safety, even though things were really crazy in our world. And she really inspired me during that time. And so I finished reading the book as I was um, driving home to my parents' house who live in Boston, and I was listening to it on audiobook. And I got in the driveway, and I just was so thankful for Anne. And I thought about her diary and how she never expected anyone to ever read it. Anne was just writing for herself. She was just being honest and vulnerable about what she was seeing and experiencing. And she was just writing for herself. But more than that, she was just being her honest self. There was nothing she was holding back. And that is what really changed the world. Anne's diary changed the world because it was her honest self. And what she experienced, people could relate to. And so I get home and I pull off my journal from India off the shelf and I started reading it. And I, as I was reading it, I was thinking, this is just like Anne's diary. I wrote it just like her. And the beauty of it is not in changing it or editing it or taking things out but maybe the beauty is actually in the raw vulnerability of what I wrote. 
And so I decided that I was going to take my journal, not make any edits to it and not take anything out. And I was going to publish it as a book. I was going to type it up word for word and change it into a book. And that's exactly what I did. And let me tell you that this is a very uh, hard thing to do when you are sharing all of your detailed thoughts that you wrote in a journal that you never thought anyone would read. And I started questioning why I had journaled about bodily functions all the time, but I kept on going and I was going to share um, exactly what I had wrote. And so I published this journal and I got to share my experiences with my family and friends. And it's really cool because even in my journal, there are lines where I say, I really want to share what I'm seeing, God. God, I really want people to see what I'm seeing. And so that was my prayer as I published this journal, that people would really get to see India and see my experiences the way I saw it. But what I've been sharing with students in my ministry is about that experience of writing the book. That not editing anything and not taking anything out is actually the value because I was sharing myself. And that was the encouragement that I gave to them that who they are without any edits, without taking anything out, Who they are as their real self is the value. Because Jesus died for them. Jesus loves them and he loves you and he loves me so much that he was willing to die for us. And he adores us, all of the parts of us, the vulnerable, the weird, the parts that we don't want to share with anyone else. He sees all of that and we get to share that with him and he loves us completely. And knowing this actually gave me the courage to share, share who I am through my journal with others. And that was my encouragement to my students that because Jesus loves them so much and because they can share who they are with him, that then I want them to share who they are with others. That I want to, them to be their, um, their real self without any edits, without taking anything out and share that with other people. And not only just share themselves, but also share Um, parts of them like their artwork or their writing or um, their projects or even their sport that they play to be themselves and to share that with others to share their gifts and their talents because who they are matters because Jesus died for them they matter you matter because Jesus loves us and just like how Anne Frank changed the world by sharing, you could change the world by sharing who you are. So those are my lessons for you today. I really hope that um, these these can uh, impact your life. To know um, 
yeah, that God is going to carry you through the really hard things, that you can seek God and you can find him when you seek him with your whole heart and that you are so loved by Jesus. All the parts of you, the weird and even the hard parts and the parts that are ugly that you don't want to share, you are so loved by him that then you can share that with others. And you can share um, your gifts and your talents and those things could really change the world. Thanks so much.